Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to the One Giant Mind podcast, where we cultivate greater insight and artfulness to our ever-evolving humanity. I talk with everyday people dealing with everyday challenges using timeless wisdom and knowledge through the lens of a regular meditation practice. In this podcast, we explore the nuances of the ever-increasing demand to change and how we can meet our condition and transmute it so that we can reveal ever more deeply our true nature. If we just come out of two years of COVID, Mm. what happened? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) And what continues to be happening? Yes. From my perspective, what is happening and what has happened is the natural response of that underlying intelligence in nature, which I always refer to as the, um, the essence of each of us as spiritual beings. It's all one thing. The intelligence that pervades all things within nature is the intelligence that pervades us. I would go as far as saying we don't have intelligence, we are intelligence. The soul itself is intelligence. That intelligence is responding to a cue that humans collectively are signaling that we are ready to wake up. And the thing that we refer to as the COVID pandemic and all the layers of complexity and drama that is imbued within it is the mechanism that is serving to create sufficient pressure on the collective consciousness to move in the direction that it needs to do. Without sounding condescending because I by no means wish to nature has to like a like a uh, sheep farmer shepherd a shepherd if you like I don't know if a sheep farmer would call themselves a shepherd these days but maybe I don't know (laughs) maybe um have to move the, the, the flock of sheep through a gate from one paddock to another. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's like a bottleneck that occurs. And when the, all the sheep, the hundreds, if not thousands of sheep get to this one bottleneck, it's a bit of a, bit of a calamity and requires a bit of patience and a bit of force and persistence to, to get all the sheep through the, this, little gate (laughs) (laughs) and so they've got dogs and motorbikes and and cracking whips and whatever and to to kind of wait for this ocean of fluffy little fellas to get through the gate Mm -hmm. and so it requires and 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 this is a, a different set of constraints that are imposed upon the flock if they're just meandering in the paddock, right? I think pre-COVID, 
we were meandering in the paddock and it was, you know, getting to the certain time in the afternoon where some of us were sensing, oh, it's probably time we're going to have to shift paddocks, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, um, we hear the sounds of the, the motorbikes and the dogs, rah, 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 here it comes. And the, the smart sheep know and they just get to it. They're like, oh, here comes that dog. I'm out of here. I'm, I know where the gate is. I'm going. And others are just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> you know, there's varying degrees of sheep consciousness within the flock. Mm-hmm. Some, some are early adopters to, the, to the, the call to action and others will resist. The collective consciousness is the same. And as we evolve as, as beings, we have to pass through different dimensions or paradigms of consciousness different energetic and vibrational fields and we are choiceless just like the sheep they're choiceless every single one of those sheep is going to get round up and put into the next paddock Mm. and some are going to resist it and kick and fuss and whatever and this is nature by the way this is the higher intelligence that's doing this because it's best for us not just Klaus Schwab well yeah, he, he, again, he's, he, one might argue that his character is just, you know, like a dog mm. that's just barking to get the sheep to move in a particular way. Mm. Now, when I say sheep, I'm not talking about, you know, because I've heard the term sheep used derogatorily mm-hmm. to, uh, about human beings mm-hmm. and that we just mindlessly follow, you know, the, the, the bark of certain people leading us up the garden path, leading us somewhere we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not using this analogy in this way. And I t- actually take a risk in using this analogy. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're going to do it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> Cause it's actually, it's effective though. It's mm-hmm. effective to understand because we are, we are like a flock. Humanity is like a flock. We intrinsically belong. Um, and we are herded by nature along a path. And we will either go there willingly and actually make the choice to head in the direction, get the sense of where everything's going and and move in that direction, or we'll get dragged along. Either way, everyone's coming along. And so for us humans, being such incredibly complex, intelligent, dynamic beings, we require... A, a very sophisticated story narrative in order to drive us along. And that narrative manifests relative to the varying states of consciousness that are, that are represented within the collective. And so we, we have this very fascinating array of movements that are taking place on the planet and they're all geared towards a higher state of living according to the different states of consciousness. That's why there's so many narratives happening simultaneously. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, all of them are true according to those states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So for some, freedom and liberation, which is what we're talking about here, moving into higher states of consciousness, is synonymous with this this notion of being more free. Mm -hmm. For some, that means being autonomous, sovereign, and being able to make decisions in accordance with their own sensibility mm-hmm. with consideration for the needs of others. And for others, it's being told what to do in a, in a, 
a more technologically advanced society mm-hmm. where the idea of surveillance is actually a welcome thing. For some, that's a welcome thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, that's a part of my freedom model. Mm-hmm. That's a part of advancement for me. I feel more safe. And so what we have is a, a very complex array of conflicting notions of freedom. But the theme is, you know, even the supposed nefarious plots that are being implemented behind the curtain of secrecy and conspiracy, they are all ultimately in the name of some higher functioning condition of humanity, according to them. (laughs) That's their version of it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's thematic. Now, the big question is, which one is going to, you know, stand the test of time? What, what, What version of the story... And from my perspective, the, the version of the story that's going to be the most sustainable and longest lasting is the one that's most inclusive of as many narratives as possible mm-hmm. that can hold space with loving compassion, the inclusion of the complexity of reality, because that's the existence we dwell in, is that it's complex. And... It's very difficult unless people really take the time to reflect on the principle of complexity to actually understand what's going on here on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And what's going on right now? It's, it's, it's a cocktail of realities intermeshed and everyone's fighting for supremacy of their version of reality. And that's a, that's a futile exercise. Mm. Ultimately, nature, by, by its nature, is complex. And it contains all kinds of paradox. It's paradoxical on one level. Mm-hmm. It appears completely and utterly paradoxical. And yet, it's still, everything still exists in some cohesive existence, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So this is the shift for humanity, to start considering how one perspective isn't that one perspective that is relative isn't absolute. Mm-hmm. We are so self-righteous in our absolutism. And that's the thing that is, the, that's the mechanism of divide. And the sooner we can learn to surrender our absolutism about what we think is really going on here and just try and understand what's really going on here, mm-hmm. which is lots of different states of consciousness with lots of different narratives assigned to those states of consciousness all intermingling what does that make what and then we start to get understand why we feel so uncomfortable for no real apparent reason there's there's an energy in the air it's tense there's a very very interesting exciting time so going back to the sheep analogy in the paddock (laughs) the different like humans we all gather in different areas of the paddock right to put like at school you know we had the, the these guys that were into this and these guys were into this and this and that it's no different in the paddock different sheep hang out with different sheep you know and we all sort of flock to the ones that we feel are most like us but come five o'clock when we've got to move from one paddock to another we're all jammed into a very close proximity we're all very very close to each other And therefore, we cannot hide from and avoid 
those that are different to us. And when we start rubbing up against those that are very different to us, we're being influenced by them in some way, we start to get a little agitated mm. and uppity. And right now, it feels like the world is closing in on us. Everything feels so small. Anything can happen anywhere in the world and we feel like we're affected by it here. Never has there been such a time. It's fascinating. Mm. We are energetically in such close proximity to each other. Time and space feels like it's folding in on itself and it's just, we're all just here. We can all feel each other and therefore we're becoming more sensitive and aware of all the different narratives. But they've always been here. They've, you know, all the different perspectives of reality have always been here. Mm. It's just that now... It's like it's speeding up too, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. There's some quickening of, of the narrative. Mm. And that is because we're all tightly knit and we've got to push through this, this gateway into the next paddock, mm. whatever it is. Is that a yeah, dimension? Yeah, another dimension. Another, mm. a, a, another, another way of seeing reality. Mm. And I suspect that there are many that will get trampled mm. and because there, there's like a panic to get through because there's a pressure from nature. Get in there. Move. You know, we're going to get scratched on the fence and it's going to be a little bit of collateral damage mm -hmm. getting through that gateway. Um, yeah, so where, where I'm at with it is that we are still passing through the gateway mm. and many already have and can look back on it and go, oh, right, which affords us this kind of perspective mm. where you can look back and go, oh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> you know, this is all part of a beautiful up-leveling mm. of a very, very complex species. I mean, we're extraordinary. The vision is extraordinary. Mm. It's overwhelming. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you know. And it, but it brings you to your knees in awe of the intelligence that can that, that governs this complexity. Mm. It's just like, whoa, wow. Because on the surface level, it's a mess. But actually, the deeper you look, it, there's just this beautiful orderliness to what's going on here mm. it's all deliberate it's all part of a beautiful rhythm of ele elevation for our species this is the only perspective that i know of that provides me with peace about what's going on because mm -hmm. if we were to just take everything from the surface level we'd be we'd be very worried very concerned is there some kind of uh like protective mechanism within that yeah forge ever deeper awareness of yourself your heart your love for humanity your love for existence your love for creation because when we bathe ourselves in the love of the sacredness of life we are in in contact with the intelligence that is it. Mm -hmm. so it's like and therefore we have insight. Mm -hmm. And when we have insight, we're okay. We're not panicking. 
when the intellect is appeased by a sense of knowingness, mm. we cease panicking. We can just relax into what's happening right now and adapt. Okay, just adapt. Let's adapt. Just adapt. That makes sense? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Great question. Thank you for taking some time to listen to the One Giant Mind podcast, and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. If you're somebody that hasn't yet got a regular meditation practice, One Giant Mind offers a couple of ways in which you can make that happen right now. You can go to onegiantmind.com and have a look at our teacher directory. We've got hundreds of teachers around the world teaching the One Giant Mind being technique, both in person and online. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get to one of those courses, you could download our free learn to meditate app it's called one giant mind it's got a 12-step course that'll get you started and if you're already a regular meditator and feel deeply called to bring this beautiful practice into the world we strongly encourage you to check out our one giant mind teacher training academy we train passionate meditators to become powerful leaders in their community equipped with tools to empower others to know themselves very intimately we teach a powerful process of how to run a meditation course and facilitate the building and growing of a community and we would love to welcome you into our global family of teachers a special thanks to our show producer daniel tucker aka spiritual tradie our music composer the one and only ali liberman and all of the one giant mind team